Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world welcome to the Cliff ravenscraft show here's your host cliff ravenscraft that's right my friends welcome back to another episode of the cliff ravenscraft show and today we're going to be talking to my great friend colin yearwood this is a man who has a strong desire to live the life of his dreams and do the work that he feels most called to do in the world but he's been struggling to be able to pull that off. And I think that his story is going to resonate with so many of you. And the thing that I love most about my friend Colin Yearwood is that he is such a confident and bold human being that he would be willing to be authentic and transparent in an open hot seat in front of members of the Free the Dream community and talk about some of the biggest fears that he has and some of the, the, the obstacles that are standing in the way of him absolutely embracing his true identity and then taking the actions to fully live out that identity, doing the work that he knows in his heart that he was created to do. And if that sounds familiar to you, if that if that resonates at a heart level for you, that, that you struggle sometimes to embrace your true identity, sometimes you feel unworthy of the blessings that are in your life, sometimes you cringe when people say great things about you, you're afraid that, man, if, if you just accept those words and let them to wash over you, uh, eventually you'll start living your life that way and people are eventually going to find out the fraud that you are because, well, we know that I've got flaws and what if they find out my secrets? Well, the reality is we all have flaws and and you know what? I'm, I don't want to go into a whole nother tirade. The entire conversation with Colin is one hour and 12 minutes, so I need to get right into it. But this, if you listen to the episode right before this one, you heard me talk about Colin and the fact that I that one of the things that I was going to do right before I did that Facebook live stream that I recorded and shared with you in the previous episode. One of the things that I was that I needed to do uh, on that Saturday afternoon, which by the way, it's now Saturday evening, June 29th, 10.13 p.m. I'm just wrapping up the editing job on that. The video portion of that call was already put online and shared with the Free the Dream family, but I created a special uh, cleaned up, you know, cut down for a little bit. I mean, we talked for, I think, probably an hour and 25 minutes or something like that, and I got it down to an hour and 12 minutes for you, but Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> the right people in this community, those of you who are subscribed to my podcast, you're going to listen to this entire episode, regardless of the fact that it's over an hour. And 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 if that's you and you're one of those people, I have a feeling you're about to be blessed. And I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to speak uh, volumes into your own story. And, and I think hopefully, there's no doubt in my mind 
Colin has broken free from these two limiting beliefs that had been holding him back for years from living the life for which he was created and doing the work he feels most called to do in the world. I, you, you're going to hear this. You're, you're probably going to hear this about two weeks after this conversation was recorded. And I'm convinced. And, and of course, I put my own reputation on the line. You know, the thing is, is my own reputation. I, I share all these hot seats with you of these people who are bold and confident enough to allow me to share this here in the podcast. I share them with you publicly. You, It's not too hard to check in with those people and ask them, say, hey, are you still doing that? Matt Dobshoots, a couple weeks ago. Guess what? Every single day for the entire month of June, he spends a minimum of the first hour every day writing. Brian Floyd blocking out, time blocking that those first few hours of the day, every day, putting everything else off. Guess what? He's doing it. Check in. These people can be found. You know, I'm not making these people up, and Colin's no different. It, it's been two weeks. We'll search, search Colin Yearwood on Facebook and, 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 and ask him, Colin, how many prospecting calls did you do last week? How many did you do the week before that? And I'm going to tell you, I'm absolutely confident it will be a minimum of five (laughs) because of what you are about ready to hear right now. So to introduce this, Colin and I are, are good friends. We've had some great exchanges ever since I've had the opportunity to meet him face to face. And the other day I was out, it was about two weeks ago, I was out for a walk and I was like, I want to call, I want to call somebody. I want to talk to somebody. And, and I had felt led to, to reach out to Colin after seeing him live with my friend Leslie on Facebook. And Colin and I had a conversation about his coaching. And the situation was, is that Colin was currently performing a task that evening doing a different a method of earning income outside of his coaching. That because Colin, is it safe to say that coaching is your dream? Is that right? Coaching and product creation. Yeah. Coaching and product creation is Colin's dream. What I learned through the conversation with Colin, I, I learned what kind of coaching he does. He coaches other small business owners in in productivity and how to get action and take action and stuff like that, and to incre- and increase their profitability in their businesses and and things of that nature. So he, he gets on calls and he coaches people and helps them achieve things that they would not have achieved, have achieved otherwise. That's what he loves. That's his dream. That's what he w- he would love to fill up his time doing that and creating products for those other people for those people as well. But yet, as I was talking to him, he had just finished up a couple hours doing a different job that, quite frankly, just produces enough income to get by. And one of the things that I, I asked him, I said, well, you know, how are things going? And, it, and I think one of the things, Colin, you had told me is that you had a desire to do what you were calling discovery calls. And you had a goal this year of doing how many, per, was it per week? Yeah, per week. I would. The goal is to do at least five per week. Okay, so at least five discovery calls per week. That's that's literally getting on a call, five human beings per week, every single week. That was the goal. All right, now here it is. We're June 2019, and I think, now I, I could be exaggerating here, but in my mind, I think you said it, you, it might have been lucky if you'd done five this year. It, is that an exaggeration? No, actually, I think you, um, I've done seven this year so far. So there you go. So yeah. So here's the thing. I'm sitting here talking to an incredible human being who has a dream of coaching. And the first thing I had to ask Colin is, 
is this a delusion of yours? You know, are, are, do you have what it takes to coach? Has anybody ever hired you as a coach? Has anybody, I, 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 I'm that kind of guy. I'm like, seriously, I, where did you come up with the idea of dreaming about coaching? Would anybody pay you? Have, has there been anything that has led you to think that this is even a possibility for you? And Colin tells me that, yes, I've had several clients. And uh, it turns out that um, I asked him specifically, what was the last person who paid you for your coaching? Who was this person? He tells me the story about a woman that he worked with, and he told me specifically about the outcomes, and and he even said the words, and Colin, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong or elaborate on this, but the words that I heard you say is that she actually even wrote to you and says, wow, thank you so much for this. I achieved more in the time that we worked together, uh, which I think was like a three-month period of time, I achieved more in the past three months than I have in the last several years in my attempt to grow my business. Is that the outcome that you got? Yeah. The last person I worked with, that's one of the things she did. She did, she did some tasks that she's never done before. And I was just looking for my phone to get her actual text that she sent me. I actually get paid to do coaching by a platform, right? So they pay me as a 1099. This month, I've done 40 sessions for this company. 40 30 to 45 minute sessions for this company of coaching and that's get their clients results. So, uh, so I do wanted to add it to the first part of it. And uh, the last person I worked with, she basically, um, she was in a net home business, network marketing. She prospected, generated leads, and finally created a schedule that she can actually implement these tasks consistently within her life. All three of those things were things she'd never done before. All three of those things are things she had never been able to achieve. She had tried. She attempted to prospect effectively. She had attempted to work out how can she implement a a schedule with her crazy lifestyle that she had. But through coaching with you, how many sessions did she have with you? She had four sessions. Through four sessions, she's now effectively consistently working a routine of prospecting, uh, making proposals, and generating income that she was not able to achieve prior to that. Correct. So so this is, so so Colin and I are on this call and I'm like okay so that's it's like okay. So my question is and, and I discovered that you know Colin you know how how did how do you get these clients? How do you get some of them and and some of this was you know you you want to be able to do some of your one-on-one so you don't rely on somebody else bringing you down and sharing uh, just the percentage, but you want to be able to effectively create a lifestyle where you don't have to do the job that you were doing that day. That that's just helps you get by, but you want to spend your time doing this. And so the thing is, is what actions would you need to take? And it's like, well, prospecting calls would get it done. Let me ask you this. If you made five calls per month on average, how many people would hire you based upon your prior experiences? And then, and the numbers are all there. They all work out. And so my question to Colin was, why on earth are you out there doing this job all day versus actually on the phone making those calls? And what did you tell me on the call? So I, I don't want to put it in my words, but what is it that holds you back from creating those calls? You know, a lot of times I don't see, I don't feel as confident about my own coaching packages that I do about someone else, the company that pays me, right? And I think that that is what holds me back from doing it consistently. Um, I do do it, but not on a, on a consistent basis. And the other thing I think I told you, the challenge I've identified recently, and, I, and we talk about it, I really don't, I don't see myself how a lot of people see me. And I think that stops me from showing up more. 
You don't see in yourself, you do not see the value that other people see in you. In fact, one of the things that came out of our conversation one-on-one was about three different testimonials that you've had sitting in your archives that you've never done anything with. Would you be willing to share with our community here the word that you use to describe the reaction when you hear the words that those people praise you with in the testimonials? Do you remember the word you told me? Yeah, I cringe. I literally cringe. And this is talking about it right now. I'm getting kind of goosebumps because I'm like, I'm more likely I have to share some good things people say with me. But I cringe when I, it's been difficult for me to listen to those um, video testimonials. And many of them, actually, I don't, I think only before speaking to you, there's only one I actually listen to throughout. And they range from one minute to six minutes. And the only one I listen to is the one for one minute because I thought it was a little quicker and get it over with. <laughs> All right. Would you be willing to share with the folks, what, what is it, what advice did I give you on our call a couple weeks ago that, that I told you is when you're hearing those words, have you, by the way, have you gone back and listened to those testimonials since? Um, just about every day. I've actually transcribed, but by the way, I, so I've done a couple of things. I've listened to them just about every day, like you, you suggested. I've transcribed some of the exact quotes and I've used them as affirmations. Like, and actually that worked for me even better than doing like generic affirmations mm-hmm. because I know those are true because someone else said it. So I've transcribed them into affirmations and I've spoken to, spoken to a few people about these exact things that people have said about me. So those are the three things that I've done. I haven't relooped it. Uh, I heard you mention on the podcast, I think you tell the story, but I haven't relooped it in the audio, which I will actually get done this weekend and play that to myself. Because every morning when I do my morning routine, I've been listening to one. Or there about every morning, I've been listening to at least one of those all the way through. Nice. Here's what I want to recap for folks is that Colin's had these testimonials for an extremely lengthy period of time. Video testimonials, one of them is one minute. The The longest one's about six minutes long. These are video testimonials. And prior to our call two weeks ago, um, he hadn't even listened to the other two all the way through. And he cringed when he heard the words that were the, the words of lavished praise that were being thrust upon him through these testimonials. And so now, since that call, He's not only listened to them all the way through, he's actually gone through them day after day on a daily basis based upon my recommendation, and he's even transcribed some of them. So, uh, Colin, share, share with p- folks what I told you to think about when, when you're hearing these words from these three different customers that you've worked with. What did I tell you to think about and how to envision those words? Dude, that was actually the most powerful thing. So you told me to envision it as God speaking to me directly to me, reaffirming who he knows I am through these people. And that has, that has been, it's been challenging to listen to because at times I'll tell you, there's a lot of issues with me. At times I don't feel like I deserve, I feel God blesses me in such a powerful way and provides me with the resources and the access and everything I need and I don't live up to it. So at times I feel like I'm not deserving of it. And this is a conversation I had with someone yesterday about this too. So by listening to them, listening to those with that perspective, it definitely opens my eyes to how blessed I am. And also it pushes me to realize that I'm not, you know, God believes in me so much. Why shouldn't I be doing these things that he's equipped me to do? And he's um, reaffirmed them through other people. Answer that question. Why shouldn't you? 
Oh man, um, it just allows me to serve more people and 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 live the kind of life that I want to live. No, that's why yeah. you should. I, the question you ask is why? Why shouldn't I? So tell me what 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 has caused you to not do it? What has caused you to not see yourself the way that God sees you? Man, that is that's a, a couple of things, right? I, um, a lot of times, um, with religion, and you know, I'm a, I've been a believer all my life. I grew up a Christian, but I always felt I grew up a Christian with a lot of rules, right? So I felt <laughs> in my like teens and twenties, there was a lot of rules to Christianity. If you're not doing things a certain way, you're not a good Christian, right? Yeah. And I never did things a certain way. I've always been, you know, um, I had a son out of wedlock in my 20s, and that's something that really bothered me for a while. Um, in my 30s, I- by the, I, by the way, do you love your son? That's my dude, man. Are you glad, <laughs> that, he, are, are you glad that he is a presence that, that makes the world a better place today? Absolutely, absolutely. Are you, um, asha- kind of, are you ashamed of the fact that he walks the face of this planet? No, do you no, think, not at all. Do you think, I think he's made me a better person. Do you think God created your son just as much as he created you? Absolutely, yes. All right. While God may have preferred that you not have relations with another woman outside of wedlock or anything like that, do you think God has penalized you or your son because of it? No, not at all. And that is something that's like, I don't know if I had this weird guilt about that. I feel like, wow, this is guy has been good to me over and over and over and, and over and let me over ask you this over. has would you would you agree that the guilt has come from people outside of you or only yourself but never from god no the guilt has never come from god it's been outside it's people outside of me and myself and you know just i just thought this popped in my head just now maybe i use that guilt just to be mediocre right not to it's a great excuse it's an it's a great excuse to stay in your comfort zone yeah, I, I, that thought just popped into my head just now. Yeah, yeah. So, because so, there are a couple of things that I think here. I, I think about the woman who was about ready to be stoned to death, and they asked Jesus to to pro- proclaim her her guilt so that they could kill her. Uh, she had just been caught in adultery. I'm sure, as a as a believer, you've heard the story of the adulterous woman. And mm-hmm. what yes. does the what does the law say? Because there's lots of laws, and there's no doubt that Jesus had in in the time that this story was being told, this woman who had been caught in adultery, and that's what Jesus asked them: What does the law say? It's like you know, and he says, "Who here is without sin? Go ahead, cast the first stone." Now Jesus happened to be the one person in that crowd that had the ability to throw the first stone, and of course you know the story: they dropped their rocks and turned away. All right, and Jesus looked at the woman and said, "What did he say? Do you remember the story, Colin?" No, I'm not a good Bible remember. Okay, that's that fine. Story. But do you do you recall ever hearing the story before? Yeah, I've heard. I've so heard as I'm story. telling the story, some of the details are being reaffirmed. Yep, that's what I recall yep. being in there. Okay, so yep. the, the the thing is, the guy he says, "He who here has not sinned, you cast the first stone." Obviously, mm-hmm. they didn't want to be caught in a lie, so they all dropped their stones and walked away. All right. And Jesus looks at the woman. He says, where are all of your accusers? And she said, they've, they've turned away. He says, nor do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. That's all he said. Go, go on. You're free to go live your life. I'm not condemning you. No, he says, nor do I condemn you. Nor do I, and, and, and have you, do you, okay, there's this guy in the Bible, there's one man that's ever existed 
where God says, this is a man after my own heart. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. King David, the man who not only committed adultery, but sent the husband of the woman he was committing adultery with, he literally sent him to his death by sending him to the front line so that he would be killed in battle. If you think about, does God use people? The reality is we're all flawed. We all make mistakes and stuff like that. But the one thing is, is that none of those things that that you've ever done in your past and all the things that you think that are flaws that you have today, everything that you've experienced in life will is a gift today for you to be able to use as experience for serving others. So for example, there may be some people out there who are struggling in their businesses and they think, well, man, you know, man, I've made some mistakes and, you know, I, I had, there are going to be experiences that you have and all of a sudden when they see that you're succeeding in life in spite of the same mistakes you've made in your past, they're like, wow, well, if Colin can do it, maybe I can as well. Do you see that as a possibility for you? Yeah, that's absolutely a possibility. And that's something I, I try to, to teach and to speak about uh, from my experience. The people I, as I mentioned to you, the people I want to reach are people who were like me. I, I've been full-time at self-employment for two years, but prior to that, I've been dabbling in online business, making some money here and there, and always saw a bigger dream. So those are the kind of people I'd like to share. I like to share that experience. And from time to time, I'm able to share not only my business experience, but my personal experience as I get, as I become more comfortable, right? A lot of times I'm not comfortable sharing that, but as I become more comfortable with certain people, I, I, I reveal that. Yeah, and, and I will tell you, the more you become comfortable with it, the more valuable you will be as a coach overall. I, I Did I talk to you about the book, The Prosperous Coach, when you and I t- had a conversation two weeks ago? Yeah, I, you didn't mention it to me, but actually that's a book I've um, listened to several times in the last um, two years. I haven't listened to it much this year, but last year and the year before I listened to it. Yeah. The one, there's one, cause I was, I'm just now listening to it. I'm about 80% of the way through it. I think there's like an hour left in the audiobook, and I'm just my first time through it, but it's great. And I just listened to it yesterday, last night while I was watering the lawn. And one of the sections is never hold anything back or don't hide anything. You know, be, bring your yep. authentic, every, bring all of who you are to the coaching table. And even, even in the business coaching, I can't even begin to tell you the number of people who hire me specifically for coaching business-related stuff and just stories of my personal past comes into the equation all the time. And specifically, one of the things to become more comfortable with and, and you have to become more comfortable with it is the idea of being comfortable sharing your successes, the things that people, the other pe- things that people praise you for, that excite other people about the things that you've done? It's so easy for us to just, in our own mind, focus on our weaknesses and where we've struggled. And I know for you personally, and it had this was the case for me uh, a long time ago. But to the, the idea of focusing all of our time or our thoughts on the places where we succeed and telling other people about where we succeed, that seems so narcissistic. It seems so self-centered and all that other stuff. But the reality is, and this is what I heard in that audiobook last night, is if we're afraid to share our successes, our stories of great achievement, then all of a sudden our questions are question and our clients are going to be, well, why should I work with this person? This person, wh- what has this person done that gives me confidence in the value that they have to offer to me? What does that cause any thoughts inside of you? 
Yeah, so there's a lot of thoughts behind that, right? Um, so I think because of how I felt about religion, it's one of the reasons. I feel I'm not worthy now. So you're flawed. So work on your flaws first, and then you can share the successes. That's one. The second thought, since talking to you, I, I was thinking about, hey, wh why am I not confident about showing my successes? And I've been a very fortunate person. I've had a lot of successes, right? In corporate, I always had jobs that rewarded me because I was a good employee, right? And what I realized is, and one of the things that really weighed on me is the person you see now wasn't the guy that was around before, Janu before February 2011. And you know my health and wellness journey, right? Yep. Before then, I've always been a fat kid. I've always been a big guy. And I, always, and I was tremendously shy because I didn't want to be seen, right? For most of my life, I've always been a fat kid. And I, was I thought I was cool with it, right? And then I started losing weight in 2011. I became more of who you see now, right? Someone I'm willing to get a camera to talk and move it. And I, I felt it was always me, but because of I wasn't comfortable with my body or it within me, I kind of held back. And I think, Ben, this is going, and I thought about this, just listen to um, a podcast episode that you had a while back. You talked about seeing yourself as the person you want to be or something like that. I still see myself a lot of times as that fat guy and or that guy who was shy, that guy that people are going to judge him when they look at him. That's, I, although I'm a very, I'm not that guy anymore, I think still mentally I see myself that way. So that, that, that is like uh, one of the reasons I may pull back and I want to highlight myself because when you share awesome testimonials, people start poking around and looking more and then they're going to, you know, so what? You only lost 150 pounds. You got another 90 to go or whatever it is, right? That, so I think that those, those two things are two of the reasons why I've been hesitant to, it could be two of the reasons why I've been hesitant to highlight my successes. So it's, rephrase what those two reasons are. And we'll deal with those two reasons here. One is that you feel like you're not worthy. I'm not worthy of all the blessings that I've, I continue to receive, although I am massively flawed. Okay, so I'm massively <laughs> and flawed and not worried. That's that's reason one. And then the second one, one. And the second is being that I still see myself as the shy fat kid. The shy I'm fat kid. Young adult. I was up to, I was forty years old when I started when I became this person. A lot of friends and a partner I had, she jokingly says, Where was this guy when we were together? I wish I was with him. Yep. Right? There are two beliefs. We want to crush them. These are limiting beliefs that are holding you back, that are keeping you from pursuing the coaching calls, the prospecting calls, and, and really success overall in your life. So the first belief that you have is that you're not worthy of all the blessings because you're massively flawed. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. Is that true? That, uh, is it true that you're not worthy? No, that's not true. And tell me, why is it not true? So, you know... In God's eyes, I, I am who I am, right? And, and I am worthy to him. And did he create you? He did create me. How many mistakes has God made? Um, he's made none. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was wondering what, I was wondering what there's an awkward silence and smile there. Uh, what is he, you know, oh, yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's kind of getting hot in here. Did, did someone turn the heat up in, in, in 
my place. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. I see. I I don't necessarily believe that you are flawed. I look at you. You happen to have two arms. You happen to have a heart that that's beating. I know that because I see your eyes moving around. And if your eyes weren't mo- if if your heart wasn't beating, your eyes wouldn't be moving around. You happen to be breathing successfully. You're not flawed. You work. What does it mean to be flawed? Define flawed. For me, it's a level being being perfect, right? How many people do you know personally that are perfect? Name them. Give me a list of the top five people that come to your dear your mind. I, I don't know anyone, but the standard for me is, it's always been a thing for me. Like, I'm going to tell you this. For me, it's like, look, I continue to see, every, every day I see how I, I, I get massive and massive blessings, right? To me, having access to someone like you is a massive blessing. Having a conversation a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, is a massive blessing. I'm like, man, why do you keep giving me all these good things when I don't do what I should be doing, you know? Um, I may have cussed a little bit this morning, um, you know. Oh, sh- I- <laughs> Am I flawed? Did, did I just ruin the respect and credibility of everybody here? No, you haven't. But that is, those, you know, like, you know, I, I, you know, I, there's a lot of like personal things about me, like, oh, you're divorced. And so I think, you know what I realize, I'm realizing here, to be honest about it. Wow. I, I, I realize I use all those, myths, all those things. Although I'm presented with evidence to the contrary, I go back to those lame excuses like you're divorced, you had a kid out of wedlock, you're cussed a little bit, you you don't do what you say you're gonna do for yourself all the time. I just excuses not to not to live up to what God is expecting of me, live up to all the resources and tools and access that He He gives me. You know, if I keep making those excuses, it's cool. Oh well, you know. I just got lucky to get it. I, I'm realizing I, it's not lucky for me to get access to someone like you to mentor and coach me. It's not lucky for me to get access to, you know, I, I had a, a tax issue and working on that. And someone I met years ago, briefly mentioned it to him months ago. He randomly reached out to me yesterday when I was working on it and guided me through the process. That wasn't just a crazy coincidence. I'm like, what? what? That's just a, like a blessing that shows up. I'm like, and and those blessings but, are every everything you need, every resource for everything you need to live the life that God's created you to live is available to you in a, in an abundance day. way beyond your wildest imagination. It is every, every day, and I experience it every day. So I think I, I default to those lame excuses. What is your son's name? Colin Jamal. So Colin Jamal. So your son, Colin, you have things that you would love to see him do, right? Absolutely, yeah. Would you ever say, "Listen, I want you to, I want you to go and do this," and then refuse to give him any of the resources that are at your disposal for him to accomplish that task? It's like, listen, I need you to go do this for me. He goes, "Well, Dad, to be able to do that, I, I would need this." Yeah, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to figure that out on your own. Would you do that to your son? No, at times I feel like giving too much resources. <laughs> All right. You give your son the resources to do the things you ask him to do as long as those resources are available to you. You give them to him. All yeah. right. Do you think that that makes you a good father or a bad father? I think it makes me a good father. At and times I wonder because I think I spoil him too much. Do you think you're a better father than God? Ah, uh, heck no. 
you wouldn't withhold any resources that are available to you from your son when you ask him to go out and do a task for you, right? No, not at all. And you believe that God's put you on this earth to do some tasks. I happen to know from our conversation, you really believe that God's called you to coach and and to be a, a powerful influence in the lives of all those people. And what you chose to focus on prior to our call today is your flaws and your unworthiness. But the fact is, is you're no mistake. You were created by God intentionally. And this dream of coaching is probably, in my mind, I believe it's it's that prompting. It's a seed of what you were created to do. And as a result of that, that God says, hey, what resources do you need? Is the question of whether or not you would give your son the resources to do the things you ask, Is do you ever think in your mind, is he worthy of this? Never that he's worthy of it. <laughs> what times it crossed my mind is he deserve it. Well, you know? Okay. Just be human, like, dude, do I have to do this again for you? All right, let's do it. That's usually my attitude. Well, and the cool thing is, is that makes you not the perfect, because because the perfect father would say, hey, I believe in you. I know of your value. You are, you do deserve this. You know, and it's, it's like, if, if however long, it's like how many times, because we, because Jesus says, how many times do you forgive somebody that's that's offended you? Is The, the law says seven times, you know, well, I'm telling you 70 times seven. God's saying, listen, I don't care how many times I give you what you need and you fail to follow through. I'm telling you that there's an unlimited 70 times seven times that I'll give you until you get this right. I have the resources. I'm going to give you the resources. Has there ever been a time in your life when there was something that you needed that it was not available to you? Has that ever happened? No, not at all. And I think last year you did a podcast talking about something like that, and I started a question, and I had a coach last year, a Christian coach, a business coach, but he always said when I he said, ask yourself every day, and I do this, I do this a lot, every time I start to worry, do I have everything I need for today? And it have never been a day that I didn't have everything I need for today uh, with the possibility of creating what I needed for tomorrow. So I always, it's always provided for me what I needed. So Colin, I, I have to ask you a question. If your definition of flawed means that you're not perfect, then I agree that you're flawed. Does Whether you're flawed or not flawed, does that actually determine whether or not you're worthy of all the blessings? It shouldn't, but in my mind, sometimes it is. Okay, so who are the blessings from? It's from, from God. And, and who gets to decide whether or not somebody is worthy or unworthy of the blessings? He does. The gift giver. The gift giver, absolutely. All right. Do you see how if God is the one giving the blessings or the gifts, he's the gift giver, and what you just said is that the person who determines whether someone is worthy of a gift that they want to give or not is the gift giver, right? Correct. And if God is the one giving you the gifts or the blessings, he has said, I believe Colin is worthy of these gifts or blessings. So if you then say, I'm not worthy, are you or are you not telling God that he is wrong? Yeah, I'm definitely telling God he's wrong. How often do you think moving forward from today, you think you ought to tell God that he's wrong? Um, It's going to happen a lot less because I've already, just hearing you say that, um, I've been big on like like challenging my negative thoughts. I've done that a lot over the last couple of years. As a negative thought pop up, 
I stop and correct myself. So as I start to feel that way, I'll, I'll stop and correct myself. Say, hey, you know, ask myself, hey, who's this gift from? And if the and the answer will be God. And so it, it, will, it will it will give me a prompt. This conversation helps me give me a prompt to stop myself from going down that train, that that track. The the negative thoughts will always come. And the, and by the way, the thoughts are not from you. I want you to understand that. Those thoughts are okay. not you those do not come from you. Those thoughts, they're stored memories and experiences and so many things from your entire lifetime on this planet. We all have those thoughts. The decision what you believe is up to you. So the thought is I'm unworthy. But the decision and the belief is, am I worthy? Well, the thought, the initial thought is like, I feel so unworthy and blah, blah, blah. But then you said, this is going to be a prompt for you. And you're going to decide that the truth is, I am worthy. If you decide at any time that I'm unworthy, I shouldn't be accepting this blessing. I shouldn't hear these words of praise and and stuff like that because I'm unworthy of those words of praise. Anytime you've intentionally, consciously thought, hmm, these words or these blessings are from a gift from God, and I feel unworthy, but now I'm intentionally choosing, okay, wait a second, what am I thinking here? Now, from this day forward, how many times do you think you will intentionally choose to say, nope, I've thought about it, I'm definitely unworthy? How many times from today, after given thought to any time that you are initially thinking, ah, I'm unworthy of this, but when what's the ultimate decision? How many times are you going to ultimately decide from this day forward that you are unworthy? The goal is 100% of the time. I'll never do it. But I, I, I and I just, and I say, but here, just to be totally transparent about it, at times it takes a little bit more effort and work to do so because going down that path of agreeing with my crazy self is a lot easier. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Whatever you believe will be true for you. Ooh. So let's ask me that over again then. So whatever you believe will be true for you. Ask him the question again. So, so the question is, what do you, how many times do you believe in moving forward you will struggle with coming up with the fact that God is right, I am worthy? How many times will you struggle with that? Zero times. So I love that because here's the deal. Before you were saying, you know what? I'm going to shoot for 100% of the time. You know, I'm going to shoot that, that I'm going to be able to say, accept that God is right and that I'm worthy. Now, the thing is, I may have to go through some conscious effort. I may have to think about the fact that this thought, these feelings. By the way, I still, I deal with fear of being unworthy all of the time. Those thoughts come into my mind every time I try to do something new. I always have those thoughts come up but I crush them every single time because I know those thoughts are not true. Those thoughts are coming in from external. Some of those thoughts are coming in from negative one-star reviews on a podcast or it's coming in from an email from an angry listener who doesn't understand who I am and what I'm doing in this world. It comes Sometimes it comes in from something my kids say in a sarcastic comment. Those negative thoughts of I'm unworthy come up all the time. But I'm going to ask myself, is this true? And I'm going to intentionally choose what do I believe about this situation? And I, and Colin, do you or do you not at all times have the ability to ask, where did this blessing come from? Is that blessing from God? Okay. If God has chosen to give me the blessing, that's him saying I'm worthy of it. And then the next logical conclusion is 
Well, if God says I'm worthy, if I feel unworthy and I'm choosing to say that I am unworthy, I'm saying, God, you're wrong. How many times are you going to tell God he's wrong? Zero. If feeling unworthy and flawed was keeping you from doing this proper, how many times will feeling unworthy of gaining new coaching clients, how many times is that going to hold you back from this day forward? Zero times. So here, here's the flip side of that, right? And because when you acknowledge, when I, when I acknowledge that, well, this is a blessing and I should execute on that blessing. I acknowledge who's the blessing from. Now, in my mind, I'm prompted, okay, well, you have to live up to it, right? Now, that's a shift because if I didn't acknowledge the blessing or start feeling unworthy of the blessing, I didn't have to do anything. Right. I didn't have to, I didn't have to go out and reach more people and schedule and talk to people. And By the way, we, we can, you're, you're absolutely right because now you're realizing that the fact that you were unworthy and, and stuff like that and flawed, you realize that it... You know, and we've just, we've just, do you agree that we've just squashed that? The idea that you're unworthy is a stupid idea. It's a stupid idea. And it's a stupid idea, but it's also an idea I, le- I leaned on not to live up to. It was an excuse. Yeah. Can, yeah. As, um, Colin, can you read your shirt to me? Um, default set in gratitude. Gratitude. And when, when you question your worthiness, are you actually are you actually on a default setting of gratitude? I'm sorry, this no. has just been running through my mind for a while. <laughs> so it's a crazy thing. I, I I was gonna wear a different shirt this morning, and I picked <laughs> up this one. I was gonna wear a different shirt, right? Because I know I'm gonna be in camera, so I'm gonna put on a good t-shirt today because that's all I wear. And I picked up this one, and I was about to put, <sighs> okay, just put it on. And that, and actually, the thing about it again, Cliff just been around you for for the last couple of years. This is something that I want to get to, where I am. That's my default, right, of being grateful and acknowledging the abundance that I have. But obviously, I think through the conversation, you realize that I'm not there because of. When do you want to get to the the default setting is gratitude? By what time? Give me a date. Um, like yesterday. All right. <laughs> So, so what's holding you back from making that decision right now? Not a decision. I think I, you know, I've made that decision, but not fully because I, I, I continue to embrace um, other thoughts that would, um, that wouldn't align with this, right? You know, I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm, you know, I feel so lucky and grateful for it, but why me? But why you, you? Know, because yeah. the gift giver chose to give you yeah. the gift. Yeah. That's clear now, but that was that's was where I was operating. Yep. That was where I was right. operating. Right? Versus, well, yeah, awesome. Let's now the second part of it is I am now forced to live up to it. Mm, yeah. At I mean, least that's how I feel. Okay. Forced to live up to <laughs> it is is one way of thinking about it. Okay. Now it's the opportunity to embrace it. We have this thing in the Free the Dream message. It's called transformational language. I can tell you right now, I don't ever want to be forced to live up to anything. Those Maybe are that's the reason why it's been difficult, right? Because I'm thinking about it. Ah, oh, man, you know what? All these blessings. I ha- I got to go and go and do the right thing. I got to reach out to people. I got to reply to these emails. I got to get on these calls because he's being good to me. And because I was thinking about it that way as being forced to, I, I'm I'm getting these blessings that provide me with the opportunity and the resources to reach more people and serve more people. That's a little bit more impactful as to go in and 
you know, um, motivational to go and do it because yeah, no one wants to be forced to do anything. What if you have the, oh my gosh, this frees me up to accept these gifts that I've been given. I have the opportunity to make these calls. I have all the resources available to me. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that just to think that every day I get to do this. What a what an awesome gift. By the way, default setting of gratitude, you can make that decision right now and say from today, right now, I decide. There is no other possible outcome. From today, my default setting is gratitude. Do you want From today, that? My default setting is gratitude. Awesome. All right. So we do you agree that we've you, you gave us two things that were holding you back. Do you agree that we we completely eliminated the excuse of I'm unworthy and flawed? Absolutely. And, and by I, the I, way, fl- do you agree that flaws, the, the flaws that you have, the mistakes that you've made in the past, those are all experiences from which you can draw from and you can help other people avoid similar mistakes? Absolutely. So do you agree that your flaws make you a more powerful coach? My flaws have made me a better person, a more powerful coach. To be honest with you, all those things that I mentioned, I think those things have made me a better person overall, if you you look back at it. Okay. But I just chose to look at it differently. So do you agree that we have completely eliminated reason number one that has been holding you back from making these prospecting calls and the other things that you need to achieve in life? Absolutely. All right. What was the second one? Um, the second one was to see myself as the old me versus the new me. See myself as he the... He still sees the shy fat kid. Fat Colin. Yep. Okay. You know, so Colin, shy Colin, the guy that never took any pictures before he was 40 years old. Now I can't stop myself from taking selfies. selfies. <laughs> All right. Being that you're a man of faith, I'm going to I'm gonna tap into who you are and what you believe in, in, in a core level. All right. Mm-hmm. Can I have your permission to do that? Yeah, please. You were created in the image of God. Do you believe that? Yes, I do. God is a what? Creator. Creator, okay. So God is a creator, and you have been made in the image of God. This means that God has also bestowed upon you the gift of creation. And you, Colin, get to create your physical appearance. You get to create your confidence level in communicating and interacting with other people, a.k.a. shyness. Uh You get to create whether or not you're shy and fat or outgoing and thin. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. All right. So which one of those two do you believe God desires you to be? At this point in my life, I think he wants me to be a person who's confident and fit and um, is able to reach out and impact more people. What would happen if you were a confident person who communicated powerfully in such a way that you had a profound impact on people's lives? What what would life be like? What could you achieve in life? What like what dreams for your family and for the people that you work with? How how would you have have a different powerful impact in other people's life if you were a more confident communicator and and outgoing person when it comes to the way that you interact with people for me to adopt that consistently and and be that person every day that would be my dream my dream life because it makes me a lot happier than i'm able to interact with people and have conversations that are impactful and powerful them i'm a big idea person a big 
encouragement person. I have a story for everything. You know, um, years of NPR do pay off. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I always tell people I think I can speak about speak to anyone about anything for at least fifteen seconds, right? And that guy allows me to fully be me. It allows me to feel like I'm impactful. Allows me to earn more, help my family more. You know, it, that that's a person I would love to be more consistently every single day. The words that stuck out to me: help my family more. Give me more detail about that. So if you're earning more because of all those things, how would you help your family more? All right. So a little transparency. I just, this is, this is, I think the first part of this conversation helped me with it. For the last two years of being self-employed, I just made just enough money to cover what's necessary. I told a friend of mine yesterday, this, the only thing that really upsets me right now is if my kids call me and they want something. My, my, my son is 25 and my daughter, she's 19 and she's in college. And the only thing that upsets me is that they call me and they, they usually request these days are for sums of money that are not $20. Um, <laughs> but if they call me and they ask me for something, usually it's always financial or to help pay for something, right? I, the answer is always yes. But the, there's a, a level of frustration at times when I feel I can't make it happen. But I always make it happen. So I just do, right now, to be honest, I do just enough to make things happen. Right. I would like, instead of my kids calling me and asking me for something, I'm able to give it to them in a, in a front. When they call me, not having that fear, oh, crap, hopefully they only want 100 bucks because that's all I have right now. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've had that feeling sometimes when my daughter calls, okay, how much does she need right now? Hopefully I have that. Because I think right now my kids look at me as the crazy guy that does what he wants to do and they think it's cool. They, they see me lost a lot of weight. They see me working out, running a half marathon. My, my son said, that's crazy. I don't even run down the block. I'm like, okay, thank you, sir. But if, I think my kids see me as a doer and, and as a person who goes after what they want to. For me, showing up more is in a more having the resources to make them, I think at the times make my mind comfortable that I can provide for them in spite of their age, right? I've had some friends say, oh, they're 18, don't do anything for them. And to me, that's the total opposite. I'm like, I want to be able to do for them. Not only my my kids, right? But I have extended family who lived in South America that need financial help. And I, again, I do help them when I can, but I would like that not to be when I can. I would like them to be more dependent on me, right? Um, How would that make so, you feel if you were able to do that consistently? Man, it will definitely, a, a lot less stress in my life, a lot happier to be able to serve them in an impactful way like that. One of the big goals I have, and I'll put this out there, is I'd like to buy my parents' house in Brooklyn, New York. You know, my dad is getting older and I really don't want us to lose the house if he gets, you know, if he pass on, you know, you know to sell the house. I, I want to be able to be in a position, <laughs> well, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing how all the crap I've been doing You're a trickster, sir. You're a trickster. <laughs> oh, man. As I'm about to tell you that, I'm realizing all the crap that I've been doing is really keeping me away from doing that. By the way, all I'm doing is asking you to dream about what life could be like if you would just embrace what you truly want, or AKA dream. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. 
See, the thing is, is when you just get so hyper-focused, I'm flawed, I'm worthless, I, you know, I, this is uncomfortable, this is so challenging, this is going to be difficult, This it's going to force me to do the things and to live up to standards, and you do all that, and guess what? You kill your ability to dream. You don't dream about consistently being able to send a consistent stream of valuable blessings to your relatives in South America. You don't dream about the ability of what it would be like to be able to pay for your parents' home in Brooklyn so they don't have to worry about losing it and all these stuff. And now all of a sudden you're starting to dream. You're starting to dream about the idea of receiving a call with your, from your daughter without saying, oh, what does she want this time? There's no still, I, I love hearing from her regardless. We have a rule. Tell me, you tell me the need in the first 30 seconds. Let's get that out of the way. And then we'll have a regular conversation. <laughs> awesome. I love that rule. I love that. I see. I love that. You know, instead, of, instead of like fluffing me up for but, two minutes. <laughs> but do you see how all of a sudden all, all I asked you to do for just a moment is I want you to tell me how it would feel for you if you had the more confidence and, and more boldness in your communication with others instead of playing the shy guy, man, all of a sudden, you're, what you just told me is that one of the things that would happen is if you were to become a little bit more of that outgoing person that, would be, that, that wouldn't shrink back, you would earn more and that would help you provide for your family more. And I'm like, well, tell me what that dream looks like, providing more for family. Man, I'd be able to do things for my kids when they call and not feel frustrated. I'd be able to give to my family in South America. I'd be able to buy my parents' home in Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. And all I did was ask you to dream. And all of a sudden it's like, well, oh my gosh. And Colin, I'm going to ask you. Have you or have you not had the resources surrounding you to the place where over the past three years, if you would have decided three years ago to dream about what that would be like, that today, over the past three years, you have had all of the resources. You could have already bought your parents' home in Brooklyn. Over the past three years, you could have been consistently sending a stream of income to your relatives in South America, and you would have had the money for those things that came up when your kids called. Have the resources been there over the past three years? Yes or no? Absolutely. It's the resources have always been there. And deep down inside, I think it's cliff. Inside, like I know I'm smart enough. I've I've had results of making money, and I know how I could make more money, right? I've had results with, and I and how I make more money. How I make money is doing what I like. I like talking to people and helping them find solutions. Even in my corporate job, that's what I was known for. I was a corporate trainer. And that's why I always like teaching people, helping people get better and get results. I always tell people at my last job, right? I help you save your job. That's what I like doing. I want to make sure you keep your job. If it's, if it's not going right for you, come and find me. We'll go through the process again. So I've always had that in me and always been me. Being able to find a resource being resourceful. And, and I just want to mention that I just want to read one line of a testimonial that yeah, someone left me do. that was like so crazy and it's so true about me. And it was hard for me to even, I was reading this to our friend Leslie the other day, we got there with dinner and he says, you're reading this to me like she's going to find out you are not this person. That's how like dismissive I was of it, right? But this is what the, the person said, Colin, the most amazing thing about Colin is that he has, if you have a problem, he has a solution. He's by far the most resourceful person I've ever met in my entire life. 
And he said, when you read that to me, you were like, oh, she's going to find out I'm not. Because I, was re- I wasn't reading to him that confidently, I just to you. But that's the person I want to show up as every day in other people's life. Is that, Being is that, that re- true? That is absolutely 100. That's who I've always been. To me, the funny thing about it, a lot of my family, they would call me and ask me things, questions that I just smile. I'm like, why do they think I know this? And I just pick up my phone and I just Google the answer. <laughs> because my family see me as that person that... He has the answers. He can make. He can find a solution. He can make it happen. That's how my family have always seen me. That's how my employers have seen me, right? And that's the person I would. I'd like to show up more as every single day because that's the person who's gonna would like to, or from this day forward. By the way, this 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 recording is gonna be listened to like fifty times. Um, just letting you know. This is the person I will continue, I will show up as because this is the person that will allow me to buy my parents' home. This is the person that allowed me to help other people find solutions to their problems and, 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 and figure things out. Can, can I say something? Yeah. Okay. It, it's almost like you're talking about as it's, it's a separate person, but Colin, you already are that person because you just told us your family sees you that way. You just told us that your employers see you that way. And here's the thing. Your clients see you that way. The only person who doesn't see you that way is yourself. And it comes back to what I said at the top of it. Yes, it does. The challenge I have is seeing myself the way other people. Absolutely. And you know what? That's everyone's challenge. I, I struggle with that. You are that Colin. You just have to believe that you are that Colin. And for you to be that Colin consistently, you have to create that p- picture of yourself. I love what you said. And, and you said, when I think about myself, I don't see myself that way. And so that's why you drift away from being that. It, it's not that you, it's, you're always that Colin. That Colin is always inside of you, but you don't always tap into it. Is that correct? That's true. And that's because when you when you see yourself, not when you see yourself in an actual mirror, but when you think about who am I in, 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 in your own mind, who do you see? You don't see yourself as that guy. You see yourself as the shy, fat guy. That's what you said, right? Yeah. But what I will tell you is that you can also decide from this day forward, I'm going to create a new picture of what my identity is. I am a physically fit, confident, bold voice in the lives of my family, my friends, and my coaching clients. I'm a guy who shows up with full vitality. That is who I was created to be, and that today is the person that I am committed to showing up as and creating today. And the thing is, is whatever you picture in your mind, that's what you're going to gravitate towards. If your mind, I'm a shy, fat kid, you'll slowly, you'll, you'll slowly move in that direction. But if I am a physically fit, actively engaged, powerful person in the lives of my kids and my family and in the lives of my clients, that's who I choose to be. That is, that's who I was created to be, and I embrace that. You can choose today. That's who I am. Do you believe that? I, you, you articulated better than I've ever thought about it. This clip will be on loop. Um, one of the things you said about creating your new identity, one thing that I've done with my weight, right? I think you talked about this in the podcast episode. I'm never going to be a guy to go over a certain weight. Yep. 
that's been my throttle for 2.30, right? I've gone below 2.30. And I've, sometimes I go off the rail, and thank you for being honest in your podcast, because I'm like, oh, great, good, Cliff is doing that, all right, all right. I, it's okay for me, I can, I can regroup. When I heard that podcast episode, I, I created an identity of, not, I'm not going to be a guy that's over 230 pounds, right? And yes, even when I'm bad, and I'm bad, I don't follow my eating process, I always, okay, 229.5. All right, Colin, you got to be good for the next couple of days. I've honestly done that mm-hmm. several times. It's called you've set a standard. I've set a standard. And the thing I've been putting in my book, and I think I told you this, I talked to Chris Provone a while back. And the thing that came out of our talk was I have to raise my standards. And that comes back to what you just said. I have to say, I, 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 I'm going to set a new standard for who I am and will live up to. And the way you described it a few minutes ago to be the person that shows up confidently every day, the person who believes that they have the, the answers to help their clients, the person who's able to create the kind of life to help my kids, my family. That's a standard I need to live up to. I want to encourage you not to use I that. I will live up to. That, that, that I have the privilege and blessing and gift to live up to. I have the resources to achieve. See, Those the, are all true, all true, all true. I... I the blessings, the resources, the privilege, the gifts, you know, the gift. I, those are all so true, but I would never have articulated those truths about me, right? Outside of this setting. I would have never, I always think of it, yeah, man, I'm, I'm lucky to be doing my own thing, right? No, I'm not lucky to be my own thing. It's a gift. It's, it, I got the blessings to do it. I, I got the resources the tools, the direction, the access to the people who can, you know, it, that's a gift that I, I but I never, I, 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 every time I acknowledge like the freedom being felt what it's given me, which has given me a lot of freedom, which I enjoy. I was, I mean, I'm lucky to, I was in New York last weekend at my niece's graduation and I said it several times. It was a last minute thing. I'm lucky I'd be able to do it. I wasn't lucky to do it. So I would have never thought about that. It was it's difficult even to say it. Like, you know, I kind of getting warm again, just saying, just talking about, myself with those words right it's not luck you have been created by a creator for a purpose the resources for everything you need are available to you it's just the question are you going to tap into the resourcefulness which is who you are it's your identity if you choose to change your identity i am from this day forward i i will never see myself as a fat shy kid instead i am a physically fit person who shows up boldly in the lives of my kids, my family, and in the lives of my clients. That's who I am. Now, the thing is, is when you proclaim that, I don't want you to think, well, man, if I proclaim that, that means I have to live up to that standard. No, I have all the resources available that gives me the blessing of being able to live that life. It's not something I have to live up to. See, the thing is, when I said I'll never be over 200 pounds again, it's like, oh man, now I have to make sure that I always do this. No, man, what a gift it is to have this identity instead of the fat identity. It's not something I have to, now I, oh man, now I'm obligated. Absolutely, and you know what? What you just said is, the way I looked at it is, uh, now I have to be below. Right versus that below two thirty. No, I have the, I have the resource and the tools and the knowledge to know how I could always be fit and feeling good under two thirty. Yes, you know which is true. I have the I've developed the habits 
that would allow me to do this, right? I, and I never really look at it. I always look at it as the pressure of, oh man, I got to always, you know, versus looking at that as, okay, you've you developed the habits. Just if you fall off, just go back to the habits that you know you've developed. Do you have those same resources to make the the five prospecting calls a week, every single week, starting on Monday morning? I started already since we talked. I haven't gotten to five as yet. Landed a new client last week. When are you going to get to five? The goal is to get to five the first week of July. That's next week. Yeah. um, Part of it is when I see myself as a confident, fit person who can actually help people. Yes. My emails will come off differently. Yeah. My my videos will come off differently. Yeah. You know, at times I'm hesitant. I, I, I show up as a shy guy when I write people. I show up as a shy guy when I talk to people. You, hold on, you used to. I used to, right? And, then, and I, totally see, I totally see it now, right? I, I have a very responsive list. And, and I'm ashamed to say this. I have about seven emails people replied to me from my email list that's sitting there. And I've been second guessing myself to reach back out to them. Dude, some of those seven may be the next $150 towards the, buying the house in Brooklyn. It's just waiting for you. So that's the kind of blessings that I've been having and acknowledging, right? Tons, yeah, um, because I chose to shop differently from who I truly was. Between now and the rest of this year, next week is the first week of July. How many weeks between now and the rest of this year will you make less than five prospecting or discovery calls? Zero. There we go. Zero. So of the two things that were holding you back, how many of those things are going to hold you back from this day forward? I'll, I'll tell you the answer, but I'll tell you something else behind it. None of those things will hold me back forward, but I'm committed to, make, committed to making sure it don't hold me back, right? Yes. So I, feel if I, I feel if I just say, well, none of them are going to hold me back, I'm kind of and not acknowledging that I have to constantly revisit this conversation that we've had here mm-hmm. and constantly working on creating the new habits that would allow me not to think of the way the way I would think would be doing myself a disservice. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to add a, add a second. But the end result is still the same. Yes. There will be zero weeks between now and the rest of the year where you will not make a minimum of five prospecting calls. That will, that's just not going to happen. You may have to do some mental work to make it happen, but you, but it, but you're committed. I'm committed. You absolutely know that you are worthy. And if you ever decide to intentionally believe otherwise, you know that you're calling God a liar. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Those were your words. You're the, you're, 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 you're right. You're right. No, but, but saying it that way, right? Wow. Yeah. Powerful stuff. so I have no reason. When, when, wow, thanks for reminding me of that, right? Because that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah, I know. I, that, that's what, this, there, there's so many powerful things about understanding when you, because there's knowing you over these past few years, I know, I know what some of your core values are and what your core beliefs are. And one of the things that I've done is, and, and, and I've intentionally done this, this is, this is not manipulation. I'm intentionally using things that you believe at an, an unshakable level to use as leverage to get you to think of, of a certain way. Oh, but think about all the money you can earn. Think about, no, think about your father losing his house in Brooklyn if you don't respond to those seven emails. You think for a second, ah, you know what, I'm gonna just put off responding to those seven emails. Dad doesn't need his house in Brooklyn anyway. 
So what I've done is I've created what's called some neuro associations. You think this is actually going to be a little bit more challenging than what it truly is. But I, I promise you over the next couple of weeks, when you're tempted to think about being unworthy or blah, 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 it'll come to you much quicker than you think that God said that you're worthy and to think otherwise is actually saying that he's wrong. I, I've created that neuro association for you. It will not go away. I promise you. And I just drove it a little bit deeper by saying that you're actually calling him a liar because I saw that react. And, and so that one, that, that one's never going to go away either. And then when it comes to whether or not, oh man, am I intentionally going to choose to see myself as the fat and thin or the fat and shy guy or the confident and fit guy today? Well, the question is, is, well, which one is going to get dad's house in Brooklyn? Which one's going to start sending a stream of support to my family in South America? And which one's going to allow me to not have that gut feeling that sometimes comes up when, when my uh, caller ID shows my kid on the phone? I never want to have that feeling again. How can I get rid of that? One of the ways I can get rid of that is by being a more confident, fit person. And as a result of that, I'm going to be able to live these dreams. And, and by the way, those dreams, are they or are they not the dreams that you feel God? Is that the life that God is calling you to live? Absolutely. Absolutely. Since 2007, I've been doing this online. 2014, I started teaching workshops in person, online marketing workshops offline. These are things I've, all my jobs that I've had in, in my corporate career has aligned with these kind of things. I wonder at times, to be honest, but I wonder, am I just doing this because it's what I know? Or am I doing this because it's what my purpose is? I've always wondered that sometimes. And, and what's the answer? I believe it's my purpose. Because even up to now, like people I haven't worked with in eight years, team members have helped grow and stuff like that reach out to me every now and then on Facebook and say, hey, because of you, because of you. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the greatest, how confident are you that this is your purpose? 10. All right. And to live it, we already know that every day you need to understand I'm worthy. My flaws are some of my greatest gifts that I have to offer my clients. And my identity is that I am a fit, confident person who shows up boldly in the lives of my family, my kids, and my clients. Because this, I'm convinced, is who I was created to be. And God has given me the gifts, blessings, energy, and resources for everything that he's put on my heart to achieve in this world. And by the way, it also requires that I make five discovery calls every single week, minimum. And yes, absolutely. And, and, and by the way, Cliff, I have the resources to do that. I have access to people to do that. You know, and like, and I'm going, no, I'm going to do it. Awesome. Colin, you are a hero for showing up authentically today. And thank you for, so much for, ha- for not being a shy guy because I tell you what, a shy, timid person would not come on here and share all of this in front of this community. You are a confident man and I, and I want to thank you for it. You, you know, this is this conversation is an example of who I am committed to being every single day. I wrote something today in a group, right? I, and, and I think this was just maybe in my mindset. For a lot of times, the other person, the other version of me was full of ego and I had a huge you know, self-image that wasn't serving me. That other version of me would have never come on here and tell, or not told you the truth on many occasions we spoke, yeah. right? 
I've told you the truth. And then I would have gone to the default. Yeah, it's good. Everything is perfect. Yeah. Kind of response. Right. This version of me is the real, is the true version. I believe it's a true version of myself. And this is the version I'm committed to sharing with other people every single day. I love that. I love that. that and, uh, do you feel like your, your dream is being freed? Man, wow, it's been freed again. The cage door was open and I flew away and then kind of flew back to the cage again. Yeah, the, the cool thing <laughs> is the door has been open the whole time though. Yeah, that whole thing with the elephant being tied kind of thing. Yep. You know, yeah. the door has been open the whole time and I, you know, I didn't fly out again, but this is amazing. Awesome. Well, Colin, you are, I consider it an honor to have you as a friend and have the ability and the privilege to speak into your life. And so thank you so much for that gift that you've given me. And I know that it's been a gift to all of those who have witnessed this conversation. And it means the world to me that you'd allow that. And of course, everybody who's watching this, I want you to know that you can Come and give Colin a hug or shake his hand or whatever you feel comfortable with because he's going to be in Franklin, Tennessee at Free the Dream 2019. Colin, thank you so much, my friend. And I can't wait to see all these clients that you land. Text me every every time you land a major client within the next, within well, throughout the month of July, send me a text message. Just landed another one, Cliff. I'd love to just celebrate with you. I'll just send you a little bitmoji of, of an animated Cliff celebrating, cheering you on. I absolutely will do. Cliff, thank you. It's just amazing how the internet, when used for good, could be a really awesome thing. I met you online years and years and years ago. Your, your health and wellness journey impacted me without, without you even knowing it. Like three years ago, I told you that story for the first time. Because of you, I actually started walking and lost my first 80 pounds. Because of you, and a guy I'd never met before, never spoke to. And it's just amazing how you continue to be so impactful in my life. Um, it's just, it, I really, it, it's one of those blessings that I actually didn't take time to acknowledge and say thank you for in a true way. Because God basically put you in my life, a random guy from Kentucky. I'm like, who's this guy in the pastor? Let me listen to him every single day. That's how I started listening to you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so on. I appreciate you being a blessing in my life. Thank you. And Stephanie, thank you. Always. It's our pleasure. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Colin. All right, guys, uh, before we wrap up this call, just want to say thank you so much. And I, I've, I'm going to share a little bit of this outside of the Free the Dream family, just so that people know that Free the Dream is not just a conference that you attend on the weekend. It is a family. It's And we call it a family for a reason. It's not just an online group or a community. I mean, we are family. We You can see the level of relationship that we share with others in this family and, and the authenticity that's here. It's real. It's, it's genuine. The care and the love is not just made up. And we want to encourage you to be a part of the Free the Dream family. And to do that, there are several ways that you could, or there are two major ways that you can do it. Number one, come to Free the Dream Conference. Uh, as we're recording this, the very next one is the Franklin, Tennessee, September 13th through the 15th, 2019. You can find out details at freethedreamconference.com. If you're watching this much later, this is an annual conference, and eventually we see it going around the world. You might be able to get Free the Dream Sydney or Free the Dream Scotland or Free the Dream London, or, you know, just Free the Dream New Zealand. I'm, I'm looking forward to those days. But whenever the next Free the Dream conference is, 
just go ahead and register for a ticket at freethedreamconference.com. And one of the first options that you'll have is to be a, to be invited into this online community that we have, this family environment. We do these Zoom calls, these community calls on a fairly regular basis. It is one of my greatest joys to do this. And so, uh, yeah. we And then a, another way that you can join the Free the Dream family, maybe coming to Franklin, Tennessee in September of this year just may not be available to you at this very moment in time. Although I think it could be, but uh, we could we could work out how you can make it happen. Just about anybody, if they if you have a desire, it's possible. I promise you. But another thing you can do, you can start off at mindsetanswerman.com/free. Mindsetanswerman.com/free. If you go there, you will be given free instant access to the Free the Dream 2018 opening keynote address. This is a one hour talk that has the potential of radically transforming your life. It will teach you about the importance of beliefs, where beliefs came from, and the fact that all beliefs that you have have consequences. More importantly, it'll tell you how to discover limiting beliefs, how to break free from them, and how to replace them with empowering beliefs that will empower you to live the life of your dreams. All of this is available to you for free at MindsetAnswerMan.com slash free. Now, once you get into that, after you finish watching that opening keynote address, there is an offer, a special offer in there where you can purchase an online course version of the Free the Dream message. That's available only after you have requested the Free the Dream free message. So uh, those are ways that you can get into the Free the Dream family. We would love to help you free your dream Join the community today. Until next time, my friends, either head over to freethedreamconference.com, get your ticket for the next event, or go to mindsetanswerman.com slash free. Make sure that you get your access to that free stuff. And until until next time, Stephanie and I encourage you to what? Live your life on purpose. Mindset Answer Man.